There we go. Happy Wednesday, family. Check it out. There's really only one major thing to talk about. We are in the generation of Jade, as Jade is WWE. All of that and more on today's episode of WWT Live. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you are doing well. I am Gerard Bonner. They call me the professor and a few other things around here. Anyway, it is great to be here as part of WWT Live, as part of Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And there is plenty to talk about for those who wonder whether or not women's wrestling can dominate the news well the last 24 hours has proven that indeed it can and we're going to get into all of that and the ramifications of this in just a few minutes but of course i am not alone i have with me the entertainer the cake lover it is said what's going on good brother oh the cake lover i gotta i gotta shed that one I got to yes. shut that monitor fast. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's hump day. We're halfway through the week. Uh, halfway through another monumental weekend of wrestling with NXT and then also um, the AEW show. I mean, right. and then we get this bombshell that we've kind of known about for a couple weeks of the grapevine. And then, it, like, it just smacked us in the face, like, yes, everywhere. Sir. It's certainly, we're going to dig into that. But before we do, both you and the boss lady, TK, had a chance to represent WWT uh, as at Monday Night Raw this past Monday. How was the experience at Raw? That was actually great. We had really good seats, uh, okay. lower bowl, Ontario. If you guys ever come to Ontario, the Toyota Arena is a very nice arena. It's very um, intimate setting. Okay. So yeah. it's not like really huge. You can sit at the second level and still see very clear. We're in the lower hundreds. So, um, but no, like it fits a good amount of people and it was a good show. I thought, I think we got two women's matches with Tegan and Natalia, a moment mm -hmm. between, sorry, a match between Nia Jax as well as Zoe Stark. Mm -hmm. And actually cool moment at the end of the show, whenever people want to question if like, we know who the guy is in the company, but we know like people think like, oh, Cody's the guy. Mm -hmm. um i'm one me and tk are polar opposites tk okay. is like hey let me get out of here right away yeah gotta get my car out of the parking lot or like i'm gonna leave before the traffic kicks up i'm like i'm gonna wait to the very last drop that's right. that's me so like my team is getting blown out i'm there to the final ticker goes off but yeah. i noticed cody Rhodes legit staying after for a long time and taking pictures with literally everybody around the guardrail like he wow. was really a man of the people if you yeah. would so yeah. really beautiful to see. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So that's exciting to see for sure. And I'm glad that you guys had a good time. A lot of people are saying a lot of really good things about some of the happenings from Monday Night Raw. Uh, as we're hearing, it's a really, really great, great show this week. Shout out to Cool Gamer who's joining us. Dylan, of course, uh, who will have the quick screen grabs. And uh, so, yeah, you never know what's going to happen in this particular space. And so... Let's kind of dig into this because obviously the major news of the day broke yesterday and it's still obviously doing an awful lot as it is official. Jade Cargill 
is WWE said, would you like to tell us about this? So like, like we just said, like, I feel like we were kind of talking about it and hitting at it and the WWE just hit us over the head with all the media. When I say all the media, I mean all the media, like every last bit. So Jade is officially a WWE superstar. She signed a multi-year contract. If you have it, if you've been hiding under a rock, because they're pushing this on social media. And at one point, Jade was the number one trend in America. That's right. Which speaks volumes to her star power. If you felt like she was wasn't capitalized on AEW, whatever you want to feel. But she they pretty much tracked her progress to her first day in the PC. If first day. Um, and then all the media clicks, all her interviews popped out. She did an interview with the Ringer uh, Wrestling Podcast, an interview with ESPN, and she's pretty much talking about her decision to join WWE. And the gist I got of it is that she has goals she wants to reach in wrestling as far as making a legacy for her name and for her family. And it's really the power of the machine, the power of being a star. Now, I've been tied up a little bit today, but I've been listening to some podcasts, and a very interesting thing I heard on the Corner Podcast with Andreas Hale and Kel Dansby is that this is the power of the machine. Like you want to be a, a Bianca Belair, you got to go to where they do that, where you have these other partnerships and deals that can put you in that, that place that maybe the other company just didn't have. Now I don't want to speculate why or whatever, but they are positioning Jay to be a major player mm -hmm. right off the bat. Mm -hmm. They're saying we have a star and we're going to treat her like a star. I don't think I've ever seen in my 36 years of watching wrestling, somebody positioned like that off just a signing, not a match, not anything else. Just the fact that we nab this talent and we're going to shove it down your throat and show you like, hey, we see her and made like this John Cena S Hulk Hogan S light where she's mm -hmm. bigger than life. Yeah. I thought it was it was good to see. Also good to see that it's a, a, a women's wrestler and a women's wrestler of color. Mm -hmm. that, that's really major mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was a major major moment to your point about coverage you know first of all espn broke the news which is massive in and of itself then she went literally on an interview tour from espn to tmz a number of places uh talking to her and and part of what she said when they asked why she left uh, and came over to WWE, her first answer was the leadership. And then she rattled through the names of all the leaders in WWE, which I thought spoke volumes. In these interviews that she did, there really isn't much of a question in terms of why she's here, what she's here to do, and her intent. You know, for her, this was always the goal. And for those who have followed her career, you will know that, she initially was brought to the attention of the WWE when she was first entering the wrestling business and they couldn't agree on things at the time. And so she made her way over to AEW, spent her two years there and now has made her way to WWE. We're going to get to some of these comments because they are moving fast and furious like a good movie. Let's see. Boza is here and he said uh, so bad, Professor. There's such well, bad movies. Well, there's a lot of them, so there's that. Uh, Boza says, yesterday showed that WWE will try to use Jade Cargill to give Tony Khan the finger for letting her go. As far as wrestling talent goes, not naming Cody, she is the first big major loss for AEW. That's the vibe I got as well. Just being completely transparent, it was more so like we got 
like we got your person and we're gonna give her the platform you either reluctantly didn't want to or couldn't so see i i didn't get that vibe the vibe i got instead and and this might sound like semantics but it isn't the vibe i got instead is let me show you how to treat a star you know okay um and and this is star treatment because to me here's why i don't think it's sticking the finger to tony khan instead i think it's showing other aew stars that if superstardom is what you desire let's show you what we can do particularly in this new tko era and you know, it's a power play almost like a checkmate move like hey like not not saying the grass is greener but saying like we're still big brother and this is why we're showing you this is what this looks like so if anybody like we're talking about the bidding war 2024 people like mm -hmm. ricky starks and it's like hey you want that mega star treatment this is what it looks like I, I definitely think that's part of it and i think this is also the tko machine you know she yes. is the first signee under this new tko era and so i think that is a major a major space because now people get to see what this looks like you know, and again, the star power element for for Jade, there's not been another signing that has been treated like this. Usually somebody will like, for instance, when Cody came, there were rumors, but Cody showed up at Mania. That's how we knew when Ronda Rousey came. She showed up at uh, Royal Rumble. Then we knew. Right. All of these major signings when when uh, Logan Paul was signed. Right. It was a tweet. There weren't interviews. We didn't follow him to the PC. Like we didn't see any of those kinds. Of, there were no interviews. This and you know what that does as a fan? It makes us anticipate yes. when we're going to actually see her on television. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we're going to we're going to get to that. Uh, let's see. And Boza already has an idea. Boza thinks she'll debut as soon as Saturday. Um, and we'll get to the uh, women's breakout tournament, uh, certainly throughout the show. He says he thinks she was stuck creatively in AEW. Hard to succeed when you only wrestle once a week. Now, Jeffrey also thinks that we'll be seeing Jade in the crowd for No Mercy as well. Yeah, uh, Dil Dylan has this idea as well. I, I actually think that, you know, WWE, in my opinion, will need to make a move within the next week to get her on TV, not necessarily to wrestle, but to get her on television so that they can capitalize on what's happened this entire week because it's been uh, pretty incredible. Let's see. Uh, Boza says, we have to remember we knew Tiffany will challenge for the NXT championship. The winner has to turn around and defend against Tegan Knox on Monday. Uh, JD says, the money must have been insane for her to leave AEW who was treating her as a queen. I, I don't think it was the money. I don't I, think it was the I, money. I think it's more so, if you want to call it the power, but the, everything I got was that she wanted to feel larger than life. And you have to go with the machine that can give you those capabilities. Like I, I mentioned, I echoed the, the corner podcast earlier, and they were saying that why wouldn't AEW position people that look like Jade to be in those rooms of like, Maybe the Barbie premiere like Liv Morgan was at and some of these other places where you can show like, hey, this is our star uh, that can transcend the ring and Hollywood as well. Like, 
Well, I've got I've got the answer for that. And I think there's a bit of a hot take for this. I think this is where we're going to have to start acknowledging. And we've said this to some degree, but I think more and more we have to acknowledge the difference between the WWE, which is an entertainment company, and AEW, who is positioning themselves as a pro wrestling company. So with all of the talk that's been about sports entertainment versus pro wrestling, well, here is where the difference is made because you also don't see a lot of AEW stars making that transition into mainstream spaces because they're looking to be a pro wrestling company. And so that's the deal. Now, I believe we've got, uh, I think, a, a, a new correspondent getting ready to join us here. So we're going to introduce ourselves to Jacob. Jacob, how are you, sir? Uh, I think you're muted you, right now. You're muted. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got tired of, I was talking about said, and I wanted to make sure you didn't hear me if I got brought in too early, but I'm good, <laughs> Professor. How are you, sir? <laughs> That's funny. I am doing well. Welcome aboard. Indeed, you are connected to said, so it's great to have you here. Uh, we'll put you right on the spot and put you right to work, man. What are your thoughts on uh, this signing for WWE of Jade Cargill? Uh, I, got, I I see it from two different angles. Okay. I see it from one side of, okay, this is how you make a statement. You literally made her, you made her a star in a matter of hours, not even overnight, matter of hours, because let's say you weren't, let's say you never watched AEW, but you see, they sent out a PR email for this woman. Mm-hmm. Mark Ray Mundy broke this on ESPN. She was on the ringer, ESPN, TMZ, like you said. You essentially could have went from a nobody to strictly WWE only fans or casual fans to, yo, who is this big, buff, swole, beauty pageant black woman with the gray hair looking like Storm from the X-Men in the 90s with a million dollar smile? And she's walking with confidence. Like, make no mistake, Jay Cargill is that woman, period, point blank, plain and simple. So I think it's great. If I'm Tony Khan, I text my boy the other day who writes over at K-Side, and I was like, hey, man, let's be honest. Tony Khan, uh, I know it's a startup company. Like, despite how much money he has, AEW is a startup. You got your first five-year growing pains and all that. That's fine. But you fired CM Punk, who was arguably your biggest needle mover. You lost the man who helped found the company two years ago. Now you just lost your biggest homegrown talent things aren't looking good. Like, yeah, this is a shot at AEW also. And like you said, you made a point about how, well, why Jay wasn't at Barbie. Yeah, AEW, I think, strictly wants to be known as the wrestling company. And I think Jade looked at that and was like, this is cool, but like, I got bigger goals than this. Mm -hmm. So naturally, you go to New York, you go to WWE. And it wasn't money because I don't know how many people know this. Her husband is Brandon Phillips from the Cincinnati Reds. They own a women's fast pitch softball team. Mm-hmm. She ain't hurting for money. Only reason right. she didn't end up in WWE the first time was she wanted to be more of a mom because her daughter was younger at the time. Right. And then Cody left, started AEW. And it probably honestly has worked out the best for her mm-hmm. going this route. 
Absolutely. Uh, it is it is really a thing. And um, you, you brought up an interesting point that we haven't discussed yet. And that is, you know, for the fans of WWE only who have never seen Jade Cargill, the massive media blitz clearly made them go, who is this? I remember right. seeing on uh, the Instagram post for WWE in the comments, there were people going, who is she? You know, and so they got a really strong education on who she is. Now, for the WWE fans who had not watched AEW, clearly somebody knew because here we are. This post had 14 million views from um, the post of Jade being signed to WWE and the level of significance of that it is the second most viewed post from WWE all year behind a Jey Uso post earlier this year so that should tell you how significant <laughs> of a moment we have here with Jade Cargill that she's only second to a bloodline moment on social media and again this is in merely 24 hours monumental mm -hmm. like that we're, we're watching the blueprint of how to build a star and i know professor we talk about it often on here when we say like uh match length time tv segments and you always say no social media not ratings mm -hmm. social media engagement is what mm -hmm. they want that's what they're chasing they're looking for how many retweets how many likes how many views and this is evidence alone that hey to the moon Yes. To the moon she goes. To the moon. And and it's going to be special, I think, to watch uh, really the evolution of Jade Cargill in WWE. I had this crazy thought um, because on, on all the conversations, I don't know anybody's gotten here yet. People have talked about her potential dream matches. And she's got an interview out there where she's listing who some of her dream opponents are and things of that nature. But what do you think this merch is going to look like? Ooh. This Ooh. merch that's about to drop for Jade Cargill? I hope it's creative. I hope it's like very creative, if anything. So, I, it I hope she has ways. control over that as well. Like the, the graphics, the design. I hope she has some input there. Mm -hmm. That part. Yeah. I, I need it to be very New Day-esque unless Cameron Grimes, less generic, creative wrestler, NXT style. Like, remember the Jordan Miles shirt from NXT years ago? Ooh, that's wildly controversial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need it to be more bootios, more unicorns, more Bianca Belair, more EST. Like, what, like, every so often, WWE puts out a solid shirt that you're like, yeah, I'll wear that in a non-wrestling standpoint. I need it to be that, and I need Jade to have input, and I hope they don't try to go too punny too cute with it like something jaded or this i just keep it simple keep it strong and let's just hit it out the park said what do you think we're going to get with this jade merch i hope it echoes kind of I, I don't want to say what some of what we've seen before but like focusing more on like how powerful she looks her physique mm -hmm. her aura mm -hmm. on a t-shirt maybe in a anime fashion I think something like that would sell right off the bat. I don't think we have to go into like the catchphrases or anything like that of that nature this early. Let's just focus on her presence on a yes. t-shirt and yes. let's make sure it's not just a stale black t-shirt. Let's put in 
and like 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 we talked about the storm look. Let's make it look so um, video game like that it's gonna sell. Like yeah. Bianca um, sells a lot of the hats mm-hmm. with the braid. Let's yeah. give Jade something that brands her not only to like your hardcore wrestling fans that watch WWE that maybe watch AEW, but for children that say like, "Oh, I see that, and that's cool. I want to be like that." Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they position Jade because I don't see Jade coming in as the kiss babies. You know, I I, I see her. Really, and I know we're at some point, we're going to at some point get to Bianca versus Jade. It's obvious. It's In my mind, it happens Mania 41. Um, You know, that's probably the earliest we can afford to see it. But with that said, she kind of has to be the antithesis of Bianca. You know, so not that she'd be rude and nasty, but I I see her more like a, a superhero. Um, you know, along the lines of that storm kind of character, or there's even been talk of the ilk of China, you know, that okay. super strong presence that, you know, nobody wants to, to mess with, but everyone wants to be like, you know, so I think, I think there's an opportunity for them to nail this with her. And I, I think that they're going to take some very intentional time with crafting all of this one thing they tend to do they tend to do rollouts very well and i'm really intrigued to see how now with this tko uh machine in play how this all plays out for her because i think i think this is going to be pretty crazy i just had a thought and yeah. i'm just gonna put this in the universe i i hope to god that they pair her with like mvp MVP as just as a mouthpiece. So what, what he's been doing with Omos on a smaller scale, and it's not getting them exposure, but seeing her have the same type of influence for MVP that he gave Bobby as the Almighty, I think that would be a great start. Hmm. You are shaking your head there, Jacob. Nope, 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 and nope. You know why? Because you said Omos. You know what's the first thing that's going to come to mind? Omos. How is Omos the free agent? Uh oh! Did they? Did he? Did he get stuck? Maybe froze for a minute. We can't. Okay. Uh, Omos got a Brock Lesnar match. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, but we oh. haven't seen him since since April. He got so. Word the street is that he might be starting a feud with Cody because he got to talk. Cody attack Cody at a taping or something like that. So. Oh boy. Oh boy. He's not gonna win. Like there's no way he goes. Oh, so I mean that, that's part of the the issue when it comes to an Omos is you are this massive giant who can only string together wins against you know enhancement talent. Like if you can't land wins against me, I mean think about it. They handed him Brock, then he got Seth, yeah, and then we didn't hear much from him. You know we haven't heard much from him since that uh you know the backlash pay per view. On the flip side of that, I can look at it as they're trusting him with this high-level talent to be in the ring with them on bigger stages, bigger platforms, live television. So I think he's probably quietly getting the reps until they say, like, all right, you're going to be a focal point going forward, which is why I think they gave him the free agent status. But Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, Jake, now, Do you want me to call it Jacob or Dela? Which one? Or it doesn't matter. Either one. Whatever you're most comfortable. 
I, I'm good, whatever. Just as long as you don't call me late to dinner, we're good. <laughs> well, with that said, man, you you had uh, an opposing opinion about her being with MVP. Do you think she needs a mouthpiece? And if so, who would that be? I don't think she necessarily needs one. I wouldn't mind a mouthpiece, but not Montel Fantasius Porter. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, again... Omos, like, Seth's take was so bad, my laptop and internet connection stopped, and I missed, like, all his take. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. We're right back to the old podcast days. Thank you. Look at my internet still looking out for me. But, no, just like you said, almost we haven't seen since April. you got a Brock match that MVP had to do all the legwork to get to the match. Just, no, Jade can talk. Jade is charismatic enough. Treat Jade kind of like China. Give Jade that Jericho feeling when he first debuted in 99. Have Jade make a statement and interrupt somebody of high significance. The only problem with going that route with Jade is who she runs into for that first feud. Mm. Because horsewomen don't lose. More specifically, Charlotte must pose. Keep her away from Charlotte for the longest. I understand what it looked like optically, money-wise, sure. I don't want the result for Jade to lose to Charlotte. Let Jade come in strong. If Nia Jax didn't just come back, I'd say have Jade just run through the roster. Or if you really want to do something, here's what we could do. You want a mouthpiece? Fine. We'll do a mouthpiece, Seth. We'll go Bobby Lashley. Mm. Bianca's already teasing this little heel tween thing. Reunite, rebuild the Hurt Business. Give me Bianca and Jade. Put them together. They are two different sides of the same coin. Both athletes out this world, both incredibly built black women, strong black women, both mothers, the hair thing. It's all right there. Put them together. And I love Chelsea Green and what she's doing right now with the caring character. But if you don't put those two together and send them to go nurse Chelsea and Piper Nevin, Run that to Survivor Series, get the belts then, let them run for like a good year to Survivor Series, or maybe the Rumble. Let them run to the Rumble of 25. Have a little miscommunication, boom, Bianca Jade, WrestleMania. You don't even need a belt for it. Interesting. So did did I so I want to get back to one of your first comments, uh, which is, and I want to pose this to the chat as well. Who should be Jade Cargill's first opponent in WWE? I got to throw a disclaimer out there, because usually when Jacob does these things, Professor, the lines are tapped. <laughs> so, like, usually when he goes on these tangents of, like, fantasy booking, for whatever reason, every podcast we've ever done, the lines are tapped. And wow. somebody from Connecticut picks this up, and it actually happens. I don't know why, but it's, it's a thing. I like it's not it. on the payroll. I promise, I'm not on the payroll. I like it. I like it. That's gonna be so. Wh- who said? Who do you think should be kind of her first uh, opponent? Honestly, I think it's it's setting up in a fairy tale world to be Nia. The way Nia is kind of running through Monday Night Raw, the way Monday Night Raw is kind of devoid of stars, and there's a lot of people that are hurt. I will, I will, I will give that caveat as well. I think it's setting up to be the opposer to Nia Jax for how dominant they're building Nia Jax. Hmm. So interestingly enough, and and we've got some interesting thoughts out here. Boza says, I am 65% sure she'll be in the breakout tournament, which we're going to get to the breakout tournament. 
Um, and uh, and then I can honestly, for real, see her pop up at the Rumble. Let's see. Uh, Ron says, how about a superhero akin to boys, like super strong, but not the nice kind of hero. OK, uh, let's still see. Gotta watch that. Uh, Bobby says, do you think Layla Gray will go to the WWE since Jade Cargo? Uh, Layla Gray could be interesting. Of course, I think the wrestlers doc that's out right now on Netflix, you know, she's a, a big part of that. And uh, I'm sure that will give her some more visibility, whether or not that gets her ready for WWE. I am not sure. Let's see some other. Oh, now Dylan has an interesting take in terms of who her mouthpiece could be. Uh, Mr. Stone from NXT. That's an opportunity. Uh, let's see. Jeffrey thinks the first match uh, should be against Natalia. They always bring Natty in. Uh, let's see. Dylan says Becky Lynch. And then once Becky needs a vacation, we need to forget about Becky for a few months. Uh, Bobby says Jade Cargill versus Tiffany Stratton or Roxanne Perez. Uh, yeah, and y'all made me watch Wrestlers last night. Listen, Wrestlers is really good, Ron. You'll you'll want to. It's a really good series. Here's my theory. There's a there's a number of ways I think Jade can be brought in. Clearly, there is star potential that they are throwing on Jade with. I mean, we again, we've never seen this kind of publicity for a mere signing. You know, they will introduce a, a whole class of of 12 people at the PC. They'll get a small write up on WWE.com and away we go. This was the lead story on WWE.com for the last day and a half, um, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. I think Jade ends up being the one taking the strap off of Becky Lynch. I think she does it on a Monday night raw and then she gets the raw treatment and then gets to spend some time in NXT because she's the NXT women's champion. Um, she's so powerful right now. Now to your point, I don't think we need to see her and Charlotte anytime soon. We don't need to see her and Bianca anytime soon. I don't even know that we need to see Nia Jax now. I think maybe we work to her and Nia perhaps at uh, Phil in Philly at Mania and then let her really start cooking before we get to Jade Bianca, you know, at 41 or maybe even 42. Um, but, you know, to me, where I think the NXT piece for Jade would be a, a good moment would be obviously this star making potential. You told us that she's at the PC. So the roadmap usually for anybody at the PC is to go to NXT, where I think NXT would be good for her is let's remember massive star power, still only two years in the business. You know, yeah. she's not worked in the indies or anything like that. And, you know, with AEW not having house shows, you know, you only get better by doing this more. That's the only way. And so since she hasn't had a lot, I mean, it wasn't like she was on AEW wrestling every week. So you you had weeks where she was literally backstage doing interviews, and that was the only time we would see her. So I think she would benefit really well from the house shows at NXT because they do house shows as well, that weekly TV. The caliber of women's wrestler in NXT and in WWE definitely is different than what was in AEW. No shade to what's in AEW, but it's definitely different. We've got to acknowledge that. 
So I think it's going to test Jade's skill in a different way. And uh, that will get her ready because once we get to Raw and SmackDown, we know at some point her star power is going to lead her to that upper echelon place. And so she's got to be able to feel comfortable in that spot. And I don't think WWE is willing to put her in a position to cause her to fail. So because of that, I think they're going to set this up very, very well. And uh, I think already they're seeing positive dividends, much bigger than kind of one of the last big signings, that being, say, Gable Steveson. Um, you know, this is a much different situation here. She's at least proven her worth in AEW. And I guess, she, and she gets to really ride from that. So what a fun time. And I, I want like to remind that idea okay. too. I really mm -hmm. like that idea because it helps, like you said, it helps pace her, bring her along slowly. It, it automatically makes you a star if you dethrone Becky Lynch. And we know Becky Lynch right. is not going to stay in NXT forever. Right. Uh, my question would be, well, that means I think Becky has this like little NXT tour. She's going to be facing Tegan mm -hmm. uh, soon. And then I think she has maybe a few more dates, maybe over the course of the next month. Right. So you let's say by the end of October, Jade is the one to dethrone. But like, what does that mean for Tiffany Stratton? Well, a lot of people think she's ready to go on. Well, it's interesting because I do think she's ready, you know, and, and part of the challenge you, you mentioned earlier about some injuries, which we'll touch on is. Right now, you've we know very clearly what the uh, upper echelon of the card on Raw and Smackdown look like for women. That mid card is kind of on the struggle bus right now, you know. So the real question is, we need some people to fill in that space. Tiffany is very much ready, and part of me wonders if the addition of Jade only hastens her move to Raw or SmackDown at this point, you know. Because if there were plans for her to regain the championship, um, I think if you're going to have Jade Cargill in NXT, then that title reign if Tiffany's going to have it, is also going to be very short. There's no way Tiffany has a year-long title reign if Jade is in that NXT universe. There's no way. Um, so I, I think, it, think we'll miss the boat if we don't make Tiffany a two-time NXT Women's Champion. However, just seeing how this first run has went and how mm -hmm. Becky's kind of pulled some more character out of her, some more dimensions, I, I do yeah. think we need to pull that trigger on her before she uh, moves on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not against that at all. And, you know, there the cool thing is there are so many options right now for what could happen for Jade Cargill. You know, the key is just don't fumble the bag. And I think <laughs> th that's the key. But I think WWE is very, very key on ensuring they're not going to fumble the bag. Well, that depends. Who's calling the shots right now? Yeah, well... And so to that end, I mean, where my confidence level lies, if we're hanging in NXT, it's Shawn Michaels. If we're hanging on Raw and SmackDown, it's Triple H. You Allegedly know, both of them. Well, <laughs> I, I mean. said he'll stay out the weed, but I argue that this was like, oh, I, I'm only going to touch like the major things from a distance. Uh, like we said, 14 million and counting, front page, ESPN. I feel like Jade is a major deal. Mm -hmm. Now, will this touch it? Probably not. I think this is more of a Cody Tripp's regal project. Mm -hmm. But you have to have that in the back of your mind of maybe. Like, if Jade shows up and does something incredibly stupid, we all go, yeah, that was a Vince thing. Yeah. 
which is yeah. very easy to fumble in the bag. Carrying across, you fumble the bag the first go round. You you miss some of these bags, like these easy layups. They'll blow, them, which is really weird for a company of this level that they can't make the easy layup, but they'll hit the three from half court like Steph Curry. <laughs> so maybe, and I know y'all are saying Jade NXT. Again, if this was NXT Black and Gold, Pete, 2017, 2018, where you have Oscar, Adam Cole, all those rings through, sure. Is her star power too big for NXT right now? And also, I think the women in NXT, minus like the top of the roster, are about the same as the women in AEW for keeping it a buck. Well, and to that particular end, I think, I don't think we have a long NXT run for Jade. So I, this okay. isn't a year. I, this is not a year. I think this is more of maybe even the Kevin Owens treatment, you know, where we're talking three to six months tops. Cross appearances, stuff like that. Right. Which which makes so, me so there's because there's gonna be a certain corner of the internet that's gonna be real mad when Nikita Lyons the one to dethrone Jay for that NXT title. Well, I don't think <laughs> you you I, I almost want to do a womp, but I'm not gonna do it. I, I don't think I don't think Nikita's the one, and I, I can't even think far enough ahead to think who dethrones Jade at this point. It would have to be somebody incredible. That's why I say Nikita was getting the push. I think we're going to talk about the breakout tournament. I'll put my dark horse in there once we talk about that. But it has to be somebody that's credible that you know yeah. really can do certain things. We incredible in Nikita Lions in the same thing. <laughs> that's it. I, I think with Nikita Lions can really fight. That's that's why I say that. <laughs> Not to be believable. So, Sonya the villain, we tell that part. Well, Sonya got injured, but God bless her. I, I do think um, if we're looking at timelines, so next week is October. If we're looking November, December, January, February, March, April, six months' time, I think what we could see is between now and then, let's say Jade kind of runs. A great, I mean, she could do six months in NXT, which would bring her up uh, and and round things out at Stand and Deliver, and then let her make her official Monday Night Raw declaration on the Raw After Mania, you know, which I think six months of NXT getting used to this road schedule. Because remember, she's only she only traveled once a week in in AEW. Now you're talking about having to do the road schedule, which is obviously a bit different. You know, NXT, they'll have that, you know, that whole uh, round that they'll do for, you know, their local uh, house shows and things of that nature. I think all of those experiences are really going to help her because what we have to acknowledge is she's about to be in front of crowds that are larger than any crowd she's ever been in front of with an AEW audience. How does she handle that? How does she handle the travel? How does she handle... This level of TV, because think about it. We've seen her do more interviews today than we did the bulk of her career in AEW, you know, so th- this it's a different animal. It's a different animal for Jade. Um, not that she can't handle it, because I totally think she can. You know, it's just the adjustments that she has to make to that, because she's a, if she wanted to be a star before. Oh, trust and believe the machine is going to make her a massive star. <laughs> She would also really boost NXT ratings, like, through the roof, which is something that they're really trying to do right now. 
So between the ratings and, again, with the media rights conversations happening right now for NXT and, and Raw, you know, and then the social spaces as well, it kind of makes sense. It's like, where where do we need this massive star right now? So All right. Y'all, y'all have talked me into the NXT idea to an extent. Okay. I don't think she gets her hands on the belt in NXT. And she doesn't have to, per se. Yeah, I don't think she needs it because Jade – has the Goldberg syndrome from the carryover from AEW of you were undefeated for so long and then you took that first L. Now it's how do we rebound from the loss? And if you put her in NXT and you give her that belt, it has to be somebody credible and you look at that roster, no not to Tiffany, Blair Blair Davenport might be the most credible, mm-hmm. more if she's still around, but they don't necessarily need the belt. So Unless you get it off her in like a fatal four-way triple threat, then that just looks weird and weak. Sure. I say put Jada in NXT, give her somebody to feud with, throw her in the Rumble. Oh, yeah. She's got to be in the Rumble. Let her win the Rumble. Then send her up to the main roster. Make that mania moment. Hey, hey, like we said, this company is about social media impressions and moments. You want to put a stamp on Jade? And you want to say she's got next and now? You you want to make history. This company, since Trips took over last July, as far as a creative standpoint, has all been about rewriting their history books, making mm-hmm. history. We do PLEs outside of the country on a regular basis. Chamber is going to be in Australia, which means I got to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch it live. Mm-hmm. So they're all about making history. You want to make history? Mania 40. Bianca wins one of the belts. Jade wins the other. Roman keeps mm. his belt, or maybe Big E or somebody black. Think about it. Potentially, they could have three black world champions. You want to make history? You want to make a moment? You want to make social media? It's right there. Oof. Use your star. Let her get her reps in NXT. Let her go to the PC. Let her develop. See how that looks in those three months. You get to rumble season. You're like, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do it. Because here's the thing. You can easily rewrite it. You could easily take the belt off of her just that quick. They've been quick to go, ooh, we made a mistake. Let's fix this. So why Interesting. not? Interesting. 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 I, I do think this mania is too I, I think this rumbles too soon for her to full-on win but what i do think can happen is she can be very dominant in this one yeah she can be very dominant you know eliminate the most women you know she really comes out super strong you know and, and have some kind of thing eliminate her but i i just i think in my head i want her to have that full year to do her thing so that when she shows up at Mania 41, it's like, oof. Because it's she's going to be a spectacle one way or the other. There's no way she's not a spectacle. You know, barring injury or anything like that, she's going to be she's going to be money. Because you, you can't keep your eyes off of her. She passes right. the airport test. She is a star wherever she goes. And so to be a star in the star-making company... But it's, my it's one argument, nice. and only reason I'm saying let's kind of quote unquote hot shot this to mania. Look at Cody. What if Cody didn't get hurt? That was six months. 
that we would have had something for Cody to get Cody to Mania? Basically, I, what we're getting now is what we would have done for Cody. Yeah, I, I still I, think that was the right decision. I don't play that game Cody's today. still as big as he ever was before the Mania match took place. Oh, no, I'm not saying he should have won. The right decision was made there. I'm saying getting us to Mania, if Cody doesn't tear his peck, that's another six to seven months where Cody is treading water to the Rumble where he can win, then you get the Roman. I don't want to run that risk with Jade of we're stuck treading water until we can get to the moment that we want to crown her or make the big moment. I think one of the differences, though, is that Jade, um, where, where Cody, obviously, there was the, oh, my God, he created AEW, that type of thing. We wanted to see certain matches, but there are matches that we had already seen. With Jade yeah. right now, every match is a first time ever. Because there's nobody in WWE that she's fought before. So right. we're all, you know, when you get to have, and you don't get to have too many first-time moments in wrestling anymore. So now that we have that, we're going to be glued to see, oh, my God, this is a video game come to life. Like, what's going to happen? There's intrigue right. connected to that. So, you know, we don't have to rush with one dream match because we've got about seven dream matches that can potentially happen at this particular point. You know, and so yeah. we can take our time getting to them. I think the big key is she's got to look strong. I definitely think she's a surprise entrant in the Rumble. I think she's final four in the Rumble. Um, that That's because they're going to be able to play with that. Because the other thing is, I think we want to see the chase for her. You know, we want to yeah. see that chase because we didn't get to see it in AEW. We didn't get to see her chase the world title. She alluded to that too, that she wanted to work with some of those main characters on, on mm -hmm. Dynamite. She didn't she didn't say why. She yeah. just said she wanted to, and then it didn't come into fruition. So I think for her, you know, us getting to see her make that that move to that space, I think it's 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 like when you play the video games and you finally get to the final boss, and it's like, oh, we're finally there. But the road there is is super entertaining as well. So yeah, Jade Cargo, which we all knew she dominate this conversation today as she has dominated the conversation uh, throughout <laughs> is interesting. So we mentioned AEW. You can't mention Jade right now without mentioning AEW. And so uh, the, there's news about AEW potentially um, landing this streaming deal with HBO Max. And uh, the word on the street is we could see something as soon as December, uh, which if they're moving to this 12 pay-per-view a year thing, the sooner they can get this on max, the better it'll be for the pockets of most of the people involved. Because I'm not sure if their fans are as committed to doing $50 a pop every month in this wrestling economy. But we'll see. We don't know. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Obviously, you won't be seeing Jade Cargill on there. So who will you be seeing in terms of women's wrestling and the like? That'll be uh, a great question. Let's spend some time talking about, uh, we've been talking about NXT because of the potential of NXT. And NXT and the North American Championship have had a lot going on in the last two days. Uh, said, would you like to talk about the NXT North American title match that happened Monday night at Raw, and then we'll get to what happened last night. Oh, yeah, that was a banger. So Dragon Lee took on uh, Dominic Mysterio. Ontario was very loud for mm -hmm. 
the booze of Dominic Mysterio. What nothing was piped in. So his heat is really real. Uh, Dragon Lee on that stage, absolutely phenomenal. Great spots in the match. But I thought it also helped legitimize, legitimize Dom because Rhea wasn't present. None of the other Judgment Day members um, were present as well. And Dom got a strong victory. I think yeah. what we've been wondering since, what, last Wednesday or Thursday is what's going to happen with this title because we Dom was supposed to defend against Mustafa Ali. Right. This Saturday at No Mercy. Mustafa Ali was supposed to be in Ontario to watch this match in person. Didn't happen. We now know at the NXT last night that he'll actually be defending against Trick Williams. Mm -hmm. So kind of like perfect alignment things. So this is the, the series of Trick Williams trying to find himself as a singles competitor. He's been clamoring for the North American title. I don't know that they quite pulled the trigger yet, but I think this will be a good showcase for Trick Williams because Dom is really, I mean, He's been in his bag, mm -hmm. not just as a character. His in-ring work has improved exponentially. Yes. So I think this will be really good for Trick, if anything, to show to like have a perfect dance partner in that match. Dragon Lee is going to be the special guest referee. I, I mean, this is showing that one, the North American title is kind of like your your prove it title. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are in NXT get that title to kind of showcase their talents before moving on to bigger things. But Dom is bringing so much notoriety to this division and to NXT. And I think a lot of people had question marks about it, but he's been really perfect for that belt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dela, your thoughts on the uh, North American Championship and do we see Trick Williams become the guy and win the championship this weekend? Uh, you know, my sense that that North American title is kind of the prove it almost a workhorse title like the IC title used to be back in the day. Kind of kind of gives you an idea of who they value because you're not – if you win North American title, you're not always next in line for the main NXT title, but it at least shows that, hey, we got plans for you because everybody that's held that belt more or less has been somebody significant through NXT and when they've gone on to the main roster. And Tricky, good old Trick Williams. I think the best part of Trick Williams and his split since from Mello is him coming out, the crowd yelling, whoop that trick, and then Booker mm -hmm. T throwing in the ad-libs. Yes. It actually makes me enjoy Booker T on commentary. <laughs> but I think Dirty Dom gets it this weekend. I kind of like the story that's being told with Judgment Day, and I think there's more with Dragon Lee and Dom, and then you got Ray floating in the background because Ray endorsed Dragon Lee. They want to make – and here's the thing. Dragon Lee showed out on Monday. Mm -hmm. It's clear they want to make Dragon Lee the next Mexican superstar, the next masked one, because they took Santos out of his mask. Mm -hmm. Dom never wore one. So, hey, we got to move masks. This merch is easy merch. Dragon Lee, you got it. So, mm -hmm. I like where it's going. I just think Dom holds on, but this will be fun. And Trick Williams, he's improving me. He's showing, he's impressing me. He's improving in the ring. At first, I was like, oh, he's just a mouthpiece. But no, nah, he, he kind of got something there. I think they got yeah. something in Trick. They got to be careful, though. Yeah, Trick Trick is definitely a star. I want to remind you guys uh, that you'll see something really cool. There's a QR code. And uh, the QR code that you'll see in the upper right-hand corner allows you to access uh, a number of our shirts, our own merch. So you guys can check out all the cool merch for uh, Women's Wrestling Talk by simply scanning that QR code at any point in time during this show and you can get the merch to support the brand. Um, 
Speaking of trick, could he have easily the best theme music right now in all of WWE? Like this theme music is killer. I I found myself looking for it today on Spotify. I'm like, can y'all get this up, please? Because it is so good. And I mean, it just, it adds to the allure of Trick Williams. You know, I can't say enough about the importance of an NXT crowd. From the black and gold days until now, that NXT crowd can do something such that when he gets to Bakersfield this weekend, they're absolutely going to be screaming, whoop that trick. They're going to. It's going to be insane. And uh, But that theme music, good Lord, it's amazing. It, it's up there. I, I'm still partial to Styles. Okay. It's up there. It's, okay. it's up there. Here's my question. And this reminds me of like an old Dave Chappelle skit. How many people know the reference or what, what that trick means? Uh, probably the larger WWE community does not. Um, <laughs> like, like just, we know it, right? That's what I'm saying. The the larger community does not, and so you know it it kind of goes along. It, it's almost like last night when uh, during the the finals of the Heritage Cup uh, number one contender tournament, when uh, the crowd was chanting, uh, "You got Butch slapped," and uh, the 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 commentators got very quiet for a second. Because I think they were trying to make out what was being said, and then they yeah. realized, oh yeah, we can say that, okay? Because it's it's that kind of thing. You know what would be perfect for Trick? Because I feel like they're playing this arc, and I think I think they want to pay this off with Trick at Stand and Deliver Mania weekend. Oh, for sure. For you sure. know what would be perfect? You go full hustle and flow, and you have them come out to whoop that, that Trick. You get to Aaron Howard. And you have them do whoop that trick to the ring. That'd be kind of crazy. That'd be kind of crazy. It'd be crazy. We haven't seen cool. those you know, levels. Don't, don't don't I'm just saying we haven't seen those type of levels since since the UPN days. So I don't. I, I wouldn't expect that from TKO. I'm just just. I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't expect it. It's in Philly. We've done blacker stuff in WWE. We we will see. We will see. Uh, but certainly no mercy. A big, big show this weekend. And, of course, uh, the big women's match on there that we've kind of been alluding to. Uh, Becky Lynch, Tiffany Stratton, an Extreme Rules match for the NXT Women's Championship. I'm wondering whether or not this match ends up main eventing simply because of, of uh, Becky Lynch. Everywhere she's been in NXT, it's turned into a main event as of late. So. I wonder if this closes the show or not. Uh, we'll certainly probably talk about that a bit more on Friday. We also alluded to the fact that last night it was mentioned that the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament will be coming. It'll be coming next Tuesday will be the first week, but we will hear the lineup of it uh, this Saturday at No Mercy. And we did at least find out last night that the first participant involved will be Danny Palmer. So I guess my question to you guys is, who else do you see being a part of this breakout tournament? And obviously, for those who don't know, the NXT breakout tournament, the winner of that gets their opportunity to choose an NXT championship to compete for. In this particular case, it would only be 
the NXT Women's Championship since the women's tag titles have been um, merged with the WWE women's titles. So your thoughts on who joins Danny Palmer in the NXT breakout tournament? I think probably Kalani Jordan, mm. uh, Lola Vice. I'm, 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 I'm slipping on the name, but she was the, is it Stevie? Oh, she was doing uh, kind of the the web, the web I, I show know, type. Yeah, character. yeah, yeah. I know yeah. she was injured with something, but I think she would be another good fit for that. It's gonna, it's obviously gonna be the people who are not getting that much exposure uh, right now that they want to like kind of ingratiate with the rest of the division. But like, I think uh, personally, I, I know they probably see some future in Lola Vice just from being a former MMA athlete. I, I expect mm -hmm. her to probably get the rub here with that, depending on how the rest of the field shakes out. Yeah. Thea uh, Hale, I feel like it's going to get mm. a spot in there. Mm. Maybe either Gigi or JC, I feel like they want to do something with still. Okay. And who else did they sign? I know they just announced a big um, a class not too long ago. So maybe one or two pieces out of that class. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody said Ava. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not but a bad choice. Problem I have with putting Ava in there, or let's just say for whatever reason they decide to put um, Jade in there. There's some names that you put in here. You almost have to give them the win. I kind of like my tournaments when I can't really predict who's going to win it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you, if you put Ava Rain in there, or just Ava, she kind of needs either a strong showing or the win because schism, schism is nothing now. So, I don't know, probably Stevie Turner, Electra Lopez is another option. But yeah, it's really kind of a crapshoot. I'll be interested to see what these brackets look like, and that'll give us, that'll give us a better idea. Yeah, uh, I'm also thinking uh, Jakara Jackson and uh, Lash Legend from Metaphor um, could be some please good additions. Please, not Lash. Please. Not well, Lash. I think I think Lash has been making so many improvements over time that you know her getting this opportunity could be uh, helpful to her. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what will happen from this. But yeah, we'll be keeping our eyes out for the breakout tournament, which again will take place uh, starting next Tuesday, but we'll find out for sure who's going to be in there on Saturday. All right, we're going to try to roll quickly uh, through the rest of some of these stories, but I do want to take a are we? Yeah, let's go the Excalibur route, dare we, dare we say. So there's been a lot of questions about this young lady, Liv Morgan. Where has she been? What is she doing? Liv Morgan uh, has confirmed that she is indeed out with an injury. We last saw her uh, back on July the 17th when her and Raquel Rodriguez lost the WWE women's tag titles to Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. So she's been out since that particular time. Uh, she had a torn shoulder injury earlier in the year. So it's been kind of a challenging year for her relative to injuries, considering that prior to She'd been really kind of rolling really strong and then turn around and had that whole extreme Liv Morgan space, uh, which was kind of cool. 
Um, interestingly enough, there's yet more news about uh, the actual numbers for All In from London. So at one point, it was being argued that All In really only had 72,000 people. But the local London council says that the attendance for All In was 85,528. So, yeah, it's really interesting to see who's who in the zoo. Is it really 72,000? Is it really 85,000? I would think the people in London would actually know. I don't know that they have any skin in the game to say it was more or less than what others have said. Either way, it's still the biggest house that uh, AEW has ever had. I don't think anybody will be able to argue that particular point. 72,000, 85,000, 90,000. It's definitely more than what they've been doing anywhere else. Last but not least, kind of sad news. If you've been a fan of Heels on Stars, it's now in season two, but there won't be a season three as Stars has chosen to cancel Heels along with a couple of other uh, important shows for Stars, including Run the World uh, and Blind Spotting. So, yeah, Heels is gone, which is kind of unfortunate. Now, the thing with uh, several of these things is some of these things have kind of fallen prey to what was going on with the uh, writer's strike as well. But uh, pretty unfortunate. However you look at it, unfortunately, Heels is gone. There are some people who are saying they don't want to be involved with stars anymore since Heels isn't there. So unfortunate moment because Heels was a really good show. All right. That's all we got for today. Uh, we got through, obviously, the biggest story being Jade Cargill, and that is the story that we'll probably be talking about for a while as we still have her debut and all of the other cool things. But what a cool moment in WWE and in pro wrestling, period, that an African-American woman is the talk of all the wrestling world uh, for her signing, which I think is a pretty amazing space. All right. Time to let everybody know how they can reach out to you. Dela. Good to have you with us. How can people find you on the socials and follow you and connect with you? Uh, yes, I am at underscore Jay Della on Twitter. That is basically the main place you'll find me. I occasionally come through and uh, say some stuff that most people in wrestling Twitter don't also don't always agree with. So, you know, yeah, somebody's got to say it. I say the quiet part out loud a lot. <laughs> Dela the Disruptor. I like it. I like it a lot. Said, how can we reach you, kind sir? You can find me on the gram at says the answer on Twitter at said says. I also write articles here at WWT and DDT.com. Maybe I'll write something for NXT No Mercy this weekend. I'll be in the house on Saturday as well. And then normally you find me here Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Very good. Of course, you can find me at Bonnerfide across all the spaces. You can check out my commentary work with Southern Honor Wrestling and IWE on IWTV. You can also check out my commentary work with... Battle Slam. Yes, I had to remember. Uh, Battle Slam uh, on Fight TV and also with the Nightmare Factory on YouTube. We've got a big show coming up this Tuesday uh, as we are congratulating yet another student showcase there. That should be fun. Of course, all things connected to Women's Wrestling Talk, you can check out at WW Talk Pod across all the social spaces, as well as uh, our website, www.talkpod.com. Lots of great interviews and articles as we continue to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Really excited about that. So many great people hanging out in the chat with us today, including Jeffrey, Dylan, Ron, Sendio, uh, Bobby. Of course, we've got Boza, Dylan, all the people doing all the things. We absolutely appreciate you. Uh, 
Castellar, Daniel Garcia, pretty cool name there, and the like. Remember, you can also, of course, uh, scan the QR code to check out some of the merch that we have as well. We'll be back here on Friday to continue to talk all things pro wrestling, women's wrestling, you name it. We'll be talking about it here as part of Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.